0: Well, hey, everyone, Dave DeBow another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast, and I tell you what, can you imagine going from zero units in your portfolio to 595 units in your portfolio in about 18 months? I mean, talk about scaling a business and a portfolio super quickly. That's exactly what our special guest, Tate Seamer, has done. Tate is a multifamily syndicator based in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, which if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, you'll see Tate's background, absolutely gorgeous. And he's done this very, very, very quickly, scaled his portfolio to you know levels that most people only dream of over decades. He's done it in a year and a half. So Tate, welcome to the show.
1: Dave, it's great to be here. You yeah. know, we know each other you've been on my podcast before and really got some great value and yeah think think very highly of you so it's an honor to be on your show and and i'm looking forward to to sharing what i can that will be helpful to other people
0: Uh, that's right and i i forgot to mention that in addition to being a a sharp very sharp real estate entrepreneur a darn good looking guy he's also a (laughs) podcast host host of uh I think did you change the name of the show, The Apartment yeah. Builders? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so
1: builders. we were we were the apartment guys. And then one of my partners, Chelsea Garber, has joined us for some of the episodes. So <laughs> we, we couldn't be the apartment guys anymore. She's way too pretty for that. And so we changed the name to the apartment gurus. I was well, I, I thought it
0: was because you're getting so darn good at this whole apartment thing that you went from just being a guy to being a being a, a guru. guru.
1: Yeah. And no, I I was about to say I don't I honestly don't think of myself as a guru yet. You know, it's we're Two years into this business, as far as ownership goes, and about four or five years in, as far as setting the foundation and and building what we needed to build to grow. So,
0: well, well, let's uh, let's let's unwrap that if you don't mind, Tate. So, yep. you know, we talk about you going from zero to you know, what five hundred ninety five units in a year and a half. Yeah, that's that is massive growth, very very quickly. But you just said something that really stuck with me. You know, all of these overnight successes typically require a hell of a lot of work on the front yep. end. That's right. It is to get set up for that success. So can you kind of walk us through how did that foundational part of things look for you guys getting set up for this phenomenal growth?
1: Yeah. So the genesis of our multifamily journey was literally, I mean, we had a 12-unit apartment community here in Salt Lake. Kind of fall on our lap. We had a, a wholesaler brought it to us and said, "This is a great deal. Here are the numbers, and this is how I would finance it." And I mean, he kind of laid out the red carpet for us to do the deal, and we had never considered seriously that we could do this business this side of the business. Well, what were you
0: doing prior to this? Well, what, what single was like? family flipping. You oh, know? Okay, was, so how, so how long had you been flipping for?
1: We had been in in the serious flipping mode for about seven years. Oh, okay, maybe right. six, seven years at that point, and you know, we had definitely gotten to a point where we knew it wasn't very scalable. Flipping single family houses is hard, hard work. And in addition, it's also not that I'm afraid of hard work, but it's, it's also speculative work in the Mm -hmm. sense of, you know, you buy a property, you estimate what it's going to cost to improve it, you estimate what it'll sell for. And, you know, you hope for a buyer at the end, that'll, that'll pay that price. And that's a reasonable
0: time frame. So you're not on the damn thing. Yeah,
1: you've got holding costs and everything else. And, you Know that was one of the things we when we underwrote that first deal, it was like, Wow, we've got income! You know, like, <laughs> never had cash, that before.
0: This cash flow thing, right? Never yeah. heard of that. Yeah,
1: yeah. We you're with single family, you're just you know, it's just draining the account because you don't have any income. But, uh, yeah, so that 12 unit was it was a six very successful project. It was the most we had made on a project to date. We did improve it and then sell it. I wish we had kept it, but at the time we needed the capital
0: and plus you were in the flipping mode that's what you've been for seven years that's that's what your context was now you also had the team and the skill set to go in and and do these major renovations and turn properties around that's that's huge so that was a big benefit of that all those years of flipping
1: Yeah, yeah yeah you know there's that analogy that when you plant a bamboo tree you know the way bamboo grows is you plant the tree underground basically and and you water it and nurture it for 5 years but you don't see any sprouts or anything happening above ground and then you know year 5 all of a sudden you get you know 20 30 40 foot shoots <laughs> yeah. and uh that's kind of the analogy here it's you know when you say we grew that much in 18 20 months we obviously we have to talk about the foundational work mm-hmm. that went in in the previous 2 3 years of Really getting ready for that. And you know, one of the things that you got to do is you got to decide. You got to make the choice that you're going to really go after multifamily. And we quickly got to a point where we knew that we wanted to go big, like large scale multifamily. And Mm -hmm. so what we did was, you know, I enrolled in a coaching mastermind with a gentleman named Corey Peterson, who many listeners have probably heard of, the big kahuna out of Phoenix. He's Uh pretty famous syndicator and learned the business from him. It was a pretty intense personal level mastermind where we, one of the elements of it was I got to spend a one-on-one day, like the entire day with him. And he sat down nine to five in his office and really just laid out how he does the business and opened his playbook. So he was also willing to be in our company profile, meaning we put him in as, as a team member and Mm -hmm. he and his wife and, that enabled us to use his portfolio as part of our presentation so we leveraged his experience and his portfolio and net worth as part of our team and you know that was an honest thing like he was willing to partner with us and and do that side of the business we never did a deal with him at the end of the day but that gave us a confidence level to go out and start talking to brokers and going after properties and so in that year or so previous to the growth that we went through we were writing LOIs we were touring properties we were touring markets and you know really going after things and so in addition to the coaching mastermind i went to a number of national conferences mm-hmm. and i highly highly recommend those to listeners because people talk about getting in the right rooms and and you also have this concept of your network is your net worth right and so building your network right out of the gate is super important because you're going to need partners to get these deals done. And so getting in a national conference where there's 400 or 800 people that are there all doing the same thing really elevates your game almost by osmosis because you've got all these people around you that are not only doing what you want to do, but doing it at a level that you never imagined possible. And so you meet these people and it's like, wow, they're doing, they're killing it. Right. And, you know, with all due respect to them, they're not necessarily more talented than me. They're certainly not as good looking as me. No, no, I (laughs) I would find that hard to believe, but I, I kid, but you know, you, you get that they're just human beings that have, have done different things than you. And, and have put themselves in a position to do this business at a high level. And, and to me, that's, there's nothing that takes the place of that. And, In addition, the speakers at these conferences are usually really high level and great. And, you know, Chelsea, my one of my two partners and I met at one of these conferences, the Michael Blanc conference called Dealmaker Live in 2019. Mm -hmm. And we've met other partners at these conferences. And so they're kind of magical if you show up in a space of, you know, not only am I going to learn here, but I'm going to really attack these conversations and networking from a, a value add standpoint, like. I'm going to be looking at this, like, how can I help other people? And so when you come in, the the
0: whole givers gain idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The go giver, right? Like this is a value add currency in this, in this space, in my opinion. And if you enter any situation or conversation or meeting with somebody from a space of like, how can I help this person? Number one, you're acknowledging your own value because you're like, if I can help somebody, that means I've got something.
0: Well, okay, um, so here's a question, though. Like, if you are if you haven't done a multifamily deal yet, you're still in the learning mode, you're still in that yep. getting ready to get started kind of thing, what value are you bringing to these kind of conversations, especially to folks that already do have some experience? How How, yep. as a newbie, are you able to provide some value there? That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there, this is Dave DeBoe, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line: when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's book at chatwithdave.com.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And and sometimes it's it's a matter of just being creative. Like, you know, you're you're in a market, right? You're in our case, we're in Salt Lake City. So right away you could be a boots on the ground partner for mm-hmm. somebody doing deals in in your local market. You can, you know, if you've got some some networking skills, some like phone skills, cold calling skills, you can talk about working with either direct to seller type situations sure. or even broker relations, you know, going out and meeting brokers. And, oh, okay. and yeah. so like the team concept is so huge here. That's This is very much a team sport and everybody's got value. Even if you haven't done a deal yet, of course you want to make yourself more and more valuable quickly by, you know, exposing yourself to as, as much knowledge and experience as you can. And you mentioned that first deal, Dave, it's like, so, so key to get that first deal done. it's It's like the biggest deal you'll ever do in the sense of it puts you on the map and kind of kicks the business off because you know, brokers now know who you are. You do have a track record of you could close deals. So lenders come to you, even investors come to you, brokers come to you, and things get easier after that first deal. I won't say they get easy because this is really hard work, but,
0: yeah, it makes it makes it's like anything, right? That first one's yeah. always the most difficult. So, all right, Tate. So, how long did it? It sounds like it took actually a couple of years between that that first twelve unit that kind of fell in your lap, yeah. And you said, okay, hey, this is what I want to focus on. You invested in yourself. You got some high level coaching. Yeah, you, you didn't scrimp. You went out to the you know these conferences and stuff. They aren't cheap. You're probably forking out a few grand for yep. between tickets and hotels and airfare and all that kind yep. of stuff Yep, you're mixing in england you're you're networking how long did it take before you got into that second deal now that you're really focused on it
1: yeah it's a great question i mean you can kind of say that 12 unit was our first deal but you know it was pretty small scale obviously and we didn't syndicate it we got it. We got a hard money loan actually to do it. And then we actually yeah, had you're, inv- in,
0: you're in the flipping business. That's how you knew. how to finance. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we had
1: hard money lenders and that we already had a track record with. So that was easy. That was an easy part of it. And we actually got an investor to do the down payment. So it was no money out of pocket for us to do that deal. However, it wasn't really the, our, like what I look at as our first deal in the commercial space, even though right. technically it was to answer your question, it was a it was a good two years before wow. we you know we got into what I consider a a larger scale first deal, the real first deal. we well, actually that's, that's a... where that
0: whole bamboo analogy comes in right? because you, yeah. you know nothing nothing's happened above the surface for two solid years you but you're busting yeah. your butt, learning, networking, looking at properties, making offers, doing yeah. your best. that must have been. I shouldn't assume, but I'm guessing that must've been a little bit nerve wracking and and perhaps frustrating at times because, you know, especially coming from your flipping business, you're used to doing quite a, quite a volume of deals. Yeah. Were you still doing that business to keep the lights on in the meantime, while you're, while you're scaling things up? You know,
1: interestingly enough, we were actually building ground up during that time with some, some high-end townhomes here in Salt Lake. And However, those those projects really didn't go well on a on a numbers level, They're the only projects we've ever lost money on. So we were doing deal, we were working on deals in the meantime. We actually had a few land entitlement deals that we did to keep the lights on. But, right. you know, not only did we start from from nothing in August in, in August of 2020, we had no properties except for the townhomes at the time. And those were underwater. So we started in the middle of
0: a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, Well, the pan, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, so we, we actually started from less than zero actually. And that made it pretty challenging on a mindset level. But, you know, again, we had already decided that, that this is what we were going to do. And we already had things in the works, you know, when you, when you join a, a mastermind or a coaching program, which I highly, highly recommend, especially coaching, you have set into motion what you're going to do next. And, you know, so you're in the mindset of this is what I'm working towards and you're studying very specifically how to do it. And you're taking action, you're analyzing markets, going to markets, touring properties, meeting brokers. So it's really, you know, I talk a lot when I do presentations and and do my podcast, we talk a lot about the mindset piece Mm -hmm. and it's so foundational to, really believe that you can do the business. And, you know, whether the Henry Ford quote, I think, I think it was him. He says, whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. Right. And that's so true. If you believe, if you don't believe you can do this business, it's going to be really hard to get that first deal done. You know, it's because yeah. you're, you're swimming upstream in your own
0: head. So, and, so Tate, I completely agree. the The mindset is huge. You kept that strong throughout those two years. You're keeping the lights on, doing other stuff. Yep. Then you got that, that first big deal, and you started kind of snowballing from there. We don't have enough time. But we'll have to come back and, and revisit some of this stuff, but just big, broad strokes. Yeah. How did you get those first couple of big deals done, You know, especially with syndications, with raising capital, with all that kind of stuff? You just hit the ground running, raising capital is is that how it yeah, was?
1: yeah, and you know, look, in retrospect, I probably would have started our capital raising game differently and sooner, but I've been a deal first guy all along in my career, and you know a lot of people disagree with that approach, but I've always approached this from let's go get something under contract and figure out the rest after that, like kind of the ready fire aim mm-hmm. approach, and you know you put yourself in a situation where you know entrepreneurs solve problems, right? like the bigger problem you can solve, the the more value you create and the more money you make. And so, we we put ourselves in a place of having problems, which was were deals that we needed to fund and close. And so, you know, it's like everybody else, pretty much. You start with your family and friends. Mm-hmm. You know, you start with your immediate sphere of influence, and you let everybody know what you're doing. You you know, you put some branding together. You put, in our case, a credibility kit, which is a five, six page brochure about our company and our strategy and our team. And you just go out and do the things. And so, you know, it was in retrospect, I'll just share this. There's some great services that you can hire that will build your capital raising infrastructure, your landing page, your click magnet, your CRM integrations, your automated email. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of piece that together for us myself when we needed it. Right. So it was kind of on the fly. And in retrospect, I would go back and hire somebody like I have no affiliation with them, but good egg investments. They they'll build the whole thing for you and train you how to use it. I would do that because it's a fast track to capital raising and you're not going to miss key things because a pro is doing it for
0: you and and helping you do it. So funny. We offer a similar service ourselves. Cool. That's great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you the mom and pop real estate investor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And you know, so yeah, call Dave, reach out to Dave and, and do, you <laughs> know, look at doing this because, you know, the more that you can leverage people that are pros that do this all day, every day, whether it's capital raising or anything else, you know, you're you're basically like accelerating your curve. And a lot of times, you know, people think. It's going to take a year two years three years for me to really get my first deal and like i would encourage you to think you know three to six months right that may or may not happen but if you take the steps towards that you're going to be way further ahead of the game so you know you mentioned before conferences and the cost of those like you got to be willing to invest in yourself your company and you got to be willing to do that before you really are producing revenue from the business for in in acquisition fees and other stuff. And, you know, if you're not, well, first of all, if, if you're not willing to do it, you shouldn't be in this space, but if you're not able to do it, you should really consider like how resourceful you are, because if you can't figure out how to finance a conference or even a $20,000 coaching program, like how are you going to finance a, you know, a $2 million capital raise, To get that first deal done, it's like you got to be resourceful and you got to believe in yourself to go out and get what you need. That's a piece I've always had, just inherently, just, you know, I believe if other people can do it and figure it out, I can do it and figure it out. And so, you know, like, yeah, we did leverage a lot of other people's experience and knowledge, but I would double down on that and make that a huge part of the plan from the very beginning especially with capital raising.
0: Yeah, well said. Tate, this has been great. If people want to find out more about you, your company, your podcast, where should they go? What should they do?
1: Yeah, the best place to go is to our website, which is investwithgreenlight.com. That's the name of our company, Greenlight Equity Group. So investwithgreenlight.com. There's a link to, there's lots of podcast info and you you can dial up episodes right from the website. Most importantly, there's a link to my Calendly where you can actually book a, you know, 15 minute consult with me where we can just kind of, you know, talk about whatever. It's no strings attached, no agenda. I'm not selling you anything. It's a true value add on my part. And I love doing it. I love helping on, you know, newbies and novices scale up. And so, you know, that's really the best way to at a high level interact with me. You can always email me and we can approach things that way as well. So I love hearing from listeners and I mean that. So take me up on this.
0: Awesome. Very good. Tate, this has been a lot of fun. And again, congratulations on that. Well, you know, when we look at it, that's phenomenal growth. But I, what I really appreciate and respect is the amount of time and effort you put into things to get to that stage to for the bamboo shoot to sprout out of the ground. Most people, a lot of people would give up Before that, that two year hiatus where nothing's happening or it appears like nothing's happening, that would, uh, you know, cause a lot of people to drop off. You persevered. You kept going. And that's a huge part of your success. So hats off to you for that, my friend.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Just a quick note on on the idea of faith. Right. Like Mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about religious faith here. I'm talking about just the, the idea that if you plant that bamboo tree, even though you don't see it, it's still there. It still needs your attention and watering. And, you know, that is really the case in business, I think, where you set an intention and a vision for what you're doing, and then you take the action steps. But your mindset, you have to have an element of this is going to work out. And I don't maybe know how exactly, but it's going to work out. And that's that's faith, right? Like that that was a huge development piece for me. So, Dave, it's I really it's an honor to spend this time with you and, and your listeners and you know, I love being a contribution wherever I
0: can. So thank you. Thank you very much. All right, everybody, take care. We'll see you on the next episode. Well, hey there, thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review, that'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm gonna invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book,